welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be covering the upcoming new moon on April 1st, 2022. If you've been following this podcast for any amount of time at all, you know that the full moon forecast and new moon forecast are my absolute favorite segments to do. It was really the staple that I started this podcast with. And so it always feels kind of like coming home and I don't know, I just love the moon and talking about the moon and I think it's such a phenomenal planet, interesting planet, profound planet. So I always love giving it the spotlight. So before we get started, I do like to remind you all that I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. And if you would like to learn the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga. Click on media and then astrology now. I have a podcast embedded there where you can learn the difference. I also have playlists available where you can learn a little bit more about Vedic astrology, the signs, the nakshatras, things like that. And if you would like to see your birth chart, go to my website, go to offerings, and then chart where you can calculate your Vedic sidereal birth chart to see where the planets were astronomically at the moment of your birth. Keeping in mind the sidereal zodiac is the literal astronomical placement of the planet at any given moment in time and what else well it is springtime we had the spring equinox a few days ago I don't know where you are on the globe but here in Austin Texas it was almost instantaneous that the spring equinox happened and then the time changed and there's more sunlight and the weather started turning and things are getting warmer again and I absolutely love the sun I love the heat. I love to be outside. <laughs> I, I love when it stays lighter for longer. So this is like my season. <laughs> so I've been so happy. Me and my dog, we've gotten to go on long walks every day and just absorb the sunshine. Just feels so healthy, so good. I'm like wondering if there's somewhere on the globe that I can live that's hotter longer. Like you would think that living in Austin, Texas, I'm already doing a pretty good job, but it's just, I don't like the cold. <laughs> I don't like the weird time change in the fall. So I don't know. It's on my mind. I'm contemplating. I may try to find some somewhere even more arid and deserty, but I digress. Moving back towards our new moon. This is actually a very sacred new moon. It's very, very special. And we'll talk about why. And we have just... Um, an exciting and sacred area of time coming up, really. It's not easy. I think globally, we're going to be continuing to see tension and we're going to be continuing to see conflict, which I'll talk about at the end of the podcast. But in a spiritual sense, we really are coming up to this really sweet um, little period of time here. And so on April 1st, 2022, we are going to see the new moon in Pisces. And in Vedic astrology, whenever we have a new moon in Pisces, this is when we chart the new year. So this is when we chart the new year in Vedic astrology. Again, whenever we have a new moon in Pisces. So this is like the Vedic new year. And this chart that we pull up is very significant the chart that we draw up on this day is going to give us insight into the year to come. 
and the chart will slightly vary depending where you are located. Um, I will say in the astrology lab, I host astrology labs every month on my Patreon account for certain tiers. And so in the astrology lab, we'll be sure to look at the Vedic New Year chart for the United States. Um, and then, of course, we'll talk about it a little bit today. But I want you all to have that on your radar. This is an important day. This is an important time. If you are studying astrology and this is new to you, calculate the new moon, try to get the exact degree of when the moon and sun are conjoined, and just read the chart and see what's going on for your place for where you are located. And so again, every year around springtime, when we have our new moon in Pisces, this is when we will chart the new year in Vedic astrology. And this is also around the time of the spring Navaratri, which is the nine nights of the goddess. And I see these as being so beautifully intertwined, especially this new moon. So this new moon is taking place in the sign of Pisces, of course, in the sidereal sign of Pisces, in the nakshatra of Ravati. And Ravati has this connection to nourishment and sweetness and caring for other people. It's very um, protective. It, it's deity. The deity of Ravati is Pushan. And Pushan is known to protect travelers, to usher those on a path home. And Pushan is associated to protection, this divine protection. It's even said that Pushan is the protector of souls as they move from one world to the next. So he's like a shepherd. He's an usher, protector, nourisher. And when I think of the goddess... You know, I, I feel the similar energy in whatever manifestation. There's the goddess as the nourisher, the goddess as the defender, you know, the warrior. But then there's also the goddess as the seeker and the liberator. And so she, she can kind of change into these different forms. But there's always this sense of nourishment and protection. Again, like I'm, I'm talking about with Ravity. And so it really is this sweet portion of time. But I don't want to dismiss what's going on globally because there is still a lot of tension and there's still a lot of difficulty to move through this month and into the next several months. You guys know I've been talking about summer as well. And so we'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast after we spend some time just focusing on the new moon and the qualities of the new moon and what we can focus on. But um Again, this is a sweet period of time and it's a reminder to be compassionate and to offer protection to others, offer protection to travelers, you know, and also remember our own divine protection, which we'll kind of elaborate on here in a second. So there is divinity to be found and there is divinity to connect with in every moment and Despite there being, you know, the sweet date and other sweet periods, other sweet days in this month, it doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to be easy because we still have a lot of tension happening in the sky right now astrologically. And so sit tight because we will talk about that if that's something that you're interested in. So 
focusing on this new moon first as always whenever we have a new moon this is a time of setting intentions and cultivating intentions and this is an especially good time because when we have our new moon in pisces this is our final new moon of the new moons you know we have a new moon through all of the signs and then we come to pisces it's our final new moon before we set forth you know another cycle and so with that being said this is a powerful time to set those intentions whatever it is that you are wanting to work on whatever it is you're wanting to grow when we plant seeds with the new moon as light is added to the moon as the moon begins to wax again it's as if the energy of the sun helps to uplift and cultivate the seeds that we set so it is a a very positive energetic time to set those intentions and with this new moon being in ravity which has this connection to protection to nourishment i think that it could be a really powerful time to really trust that things are happening as they need to happen in your life and you know, in my own life, I find that sometimes I try to control outcomes of things. (laughs) Like because I think that things should be a certain way, if they're not going that way, I get really upset, I get dissatisfied, I get angry, you know, maybe I used to have gotten resentful in some way. And now I've gotten to this place where not all the time, right, but a lot of the time, I can relax into this idea that the the universe is arranging things as it needs to be arranged. And so I can strive for things and there can be things that I want and there can be things that I try for. But if it doesn't happen, I really do trust that that's okay. You know, it's written in the stars. This is the mold of the universe and I'm going to flow through that. You know, it's not about me and what I want and what I'm trying to control and what I'm trying to force. Because when we try to force things and we try to move energy that way, it almost always backfires, in my opinion. And so I think that there's something to really be said about that surrender and that trust. And so I'm sharing my perspective in hopes that maybe it'll resonate with you and kind of help you find that that sense of ease because it really does change life it really makes things a lot easier when we approach things from that perspective controlling is uncomfortable manipulating is uncomfortable attaching ourselves to fruit of action is uncomfortable in the bhagavad-gita krishna says you know we can't attach ourselves to the fruits of our action you know, well, we can, but it's not going to make us happy. (laughs) Happiness and liberation is when we stop trying to manipulate the outcome, when we stop trying to manipulate the world around us. And we act from a place of authenticity, we act from a place of love and sincerity. If we want something, yes, ask for it. If we want to try to do something, if we want to try to achieve something, then yeah, you know, go for it. But don't tie yourself so completely to the outcome. Because when we tie ourselves to that outcome, it's going to lead to us feeling like a failure or a disappointment. We may feel regret 
We may feel resentment. We may feel dissatisfied. Nothing's ever working out in my favor. You know, why doesn't anything happen the way I want it to happen? When we are so set on controlling the outcome or maintaining the outcome or getting the outcome, we keep ourselves in this tailspin. But when we simply act and wait, (laughs) that is that surrender and that trust that the universe has got your back, that things are going to move in the direction that they're meant to move. And again, I'm not telling you to be complacent. I'm not telling you to give up all of your goals and ambitions and dreams. But what's, what's the true motivation? You know, is your dream to attain a certain status or a certain position or a certain amount of money? Or is your dream to work every day for something that you truly love and every action, every step of the way, it brings you joy and happiness? That's what it's all about. It's not really attaining this thing in the future. It's, it's the day-to-day activity, in my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. But some affirmations that I was thinking for you all when you set your intentions for this new Vedic chart, this new Vedic year, whatever your intentions are, can be trusting that whatever is meant to unfold will unfold for your best good. That the universe is supporting you. And two of my favorite affirmations, one of them being, if it's for me, it won't miss me. So if this is my intention, if it's for me, it won't miss me. It could even, that could be the intention. (laughs) I intend to live every day trusting that if it's for me, it won't miss me. And another one is what belongs to me will come to me. And is already mine. What belongs to me will come to me and is already mine. So it may not be in your hands right now, but if it's meant for you, then it will come to you. But again, kind of taking a few steps back, I think that the really big takeaway with all of this is the authenticity of action moment to moment. You know, really staying grounded in yourself, staying clear in yourself. In your intentions and what you, and how you want to interact with other people and how you want to act with the world around you, how you want to move through this life. Are you being authentic to yourself in that way? Because that's when you'll really start to feel ease and grace and happiness when you find that true alignment with yourself and when you trust the universe to help move you. So that is most of what I have to say in regards to the new moon from my own perspective. I will say that this new moon is sitting with Mercury. So whenever we have a new moon, the moon and the sun are conjoined. The moon and the sun are so close together that we can no longer see the moon. It is a dark seed in the sky. And on this specific new moon, it's also going to be sitting with Mercury. And Mercury is the ruler of Ravity. And Mercury is debilitated in Pisces. So Mercury is going to be sitting with the moon, but it's not going to be operating in its you know most optimal state. When Mercury comes into Pisces, Mercury is this planet of being analytical and organized and rational and mathematic and linear. And the sign of Pisces is this watery, free-flowing, artistic, emotional, spiritual, (laughs) non-linear sign. So when Mercury moves into Pisces, it feels uncomfortable. That's why it's debilitated here. But it's not like Mercury is completely trashed. 
it just operates differently. Mercury is now viewing the world through the lens of Pisces. And so this is actually a really beautiful time for things like poetry and songwriting and creative writing, being very creative and free-flowing with the mercurial element of things. So because Mercury is with the moon, it is a wonderful time for writing these creative pursuits that I just mentioned. And it is a good time to write affirmations, say affirmations, or speak your intention to the world around you. Share it, speak it, you know, write a song about it, do something creative with it. Just integrating some creative element of Mercury that will support you. But for me, you know, I love writing affirmations. So you may just write over and over and over again. I am divinely guided. My intention is held. You know, if it's for me, it won't miss me. And just taking some time to write it or sit in front of your altar and say it a few times. Mercury is going to help support that. So that is really the summary of what I have for the new moon. And definitely don't forget Navaratri if you're interested in celebrating the spring Navaratri. Look it up and there are many resources online that make it accessible so that you can kind of move through the season and, and honor the goddess in that way. So looking at the new moon, kind of looking at the other astrological ongoings, I do want to say that Mercury being debilitated in Pisces globally really isn't that great. I also want to say to be extra careful with technology. Be really mindful with um, communication online, publishing anything online, text messages, emails, printers, proofread everything. You're going to be more prone to having errors in your communication. You may have errors in typing or messaging. So again, if you're sending an important email or sending an important document, be careful. Tax season is here. Oh my gosh, you know, if you are like me and need help with that type of thing, like get someone's help, make sure everything is done properly because there may be some type of mistake. Um, it's also a good time to be extra mindful with any online data. So back up anything that's not backed up on your computer. If you're working on a project, make sure it's saved while you're working on it. You know, email it to yourself to make sure that you have it somewhere. So just taking extra precautions with anything digital and anything online. And it's also a time to be mindful of things like printers or vehicles. There may just be little things going awry when it comes to these technical matters. And Mercury is also the planet of communication. So be extra mindful with communication, miscommunication, misunderstanding. We are prone to reacting from an emotional place right now, especially on and around the new moon. A very emotional time, we may have heightened anxiety or sensitivity. And so we don't want to bring other people into that, right? If we need support, get support, but let's make sure to do our own work before involving other people or, um, you know, reacting emotionally instead of taking our time with things. So again, Mercury being debilitated can cause us to act from that emotional place. It could bring miscommunication and it could bring misunderstanding. Mercury will be debilitated until April 8th. So from when you hear this until April 8th, just have that in the back of your mind. You may already be feeling it already. And this is actually like a really short Mercury in Pisces. It's kind of zooming through the sign, really. 
So what is going on in the rest of the night sky? Keep in mind that next Friday on April 1st, I will do a comprehensive overview for the month of April. But there are a few things that I do want to talk about here because I feel like it's going to happen so quickly after the first. I just want you guys to already kind of have it in the back of your mind. So in April, as I was mentioning, Mercury will be debilitated until April 8th. April 4th and April 5th, Mars and Saturn are going to be in the same degree. This is very challenging. When Mars and Saturn are in the same degree of Capricorn, this can definitely spark tension, frustration, anger, and explosive energy. So we want to be mindful. On a global scale, we need to watch out again that is April 4th and April 5th. And in our own personal lives, we may feel this like energy come up and we may feel really combative or we may feel kind of explosive or pent up with energy. It's a fantastic time to channel that energy through movement, taking a long walk outside, putting our feet in the grass, getting sunshine, dancing, you know, shaking, jumping, whatever you need to do. It could even just be shaking your hands out you know, maybe listening to music that's expressive, just do something to help channel and move the energy because you may be feeling a little bit of that pent up energy at that time. This is definitely a period where we want to keep an eye out on things like the stock market and the economy. It is, you know, it's just a time of tension. And I do think that globally, we will see tensions increase around this time period. And around April 13th, the sun will move into Aries. And so the sun is going to move into Aries with Uranus and Rahu. And of course, Mercury will be here for some of that time as well. The sun is exalted in Aries. And the sun is all about leadership and authority. It's about power. It's about those who are in charge. Uranus is these sudden unexpected events. It is rebellion. It is kind of like shocking events. It has this connection to electricity. But Uranus is all about revolution. And Rahu is also all about revolution. You know, Rahu is the co-ruler of Aquarius. And Aquarius is all about revolution, right? Aquarius is all about change and rebellion. So Rahu does have this nature. And so with Rahu and Uranus coming together, it's amplified. And now the sun is coming in as well. I could certainly see this time period, again, after April 13th for about a month, bringing a lot of push-pull dynamic, or I shouldn't even say push-pull dynamic. It's going to have a lot of back and forth between rulers of the world and authority and acts of rebellion, acts of revolution. I think that this is going to become increasingly prominent. And I also think that world leaders are going to be taking pretty bold steps to keep their power. You know, I mean, sun, Rahu, Uranus, it's an explosive energy. It's very hot. And it's it's very intense. And it can be very overbearing. The sun in Aries is a beautiful placement. It can create really great leaders, um, really amazing pioneers. And when it's out of balance, 
it can be very egotistical and it can be very domineering. And again, Uranus and Rahu can kind of have that same energy. So we want to watch out for that time period. I want you guys to have that on the radar. Later into the summer, we'll have Mars enter Aries with Uranus and Rahu and we'll want to watch out for that as well. And I'll make sure and give you guys a heads up. But those are really the main dates and the main things that I want you all to look out for. Again, you can expect another podcast on April 1st where I go through all of the transits as usual. This month, hopefully, I won't have brain fog like last time. I've been feeling a lot better. Thank you all for uh, checking in on me. For those of you that checked in on me, I appreciate it. But this is what I have. This is the new moon forecast with a little bit of night sky overview. Just a little bit more on the new moon. Some auspicious activities for April 1st. It is a wonderful time for conclusions. So it's closing a chapter. It's opening a new chapter. It's great for initiations. It's really good for trade and commerce. It's excellent for music. Ravity has this association to the drum as well. So it's really nice for music or dancing. It's excellent for creative activities, helping and supporting other people. It's also wonderful for treating your own illnesses or your own ailments. So offering nourishment to yourself, offering nourishment to other people. Also a wonderful time to to offer charity if you're in a position to offer charity. It's not the best time for you know, sharp activities for interactions with your enemies. It's not a good nakshatra for surgery. It's not a good time for anything that has to do with like opposition or obstacles or again, anything that's like sharp or penetrating or hard. There are some of these nakshatras that are excellent for difficult conversations or difficult experiences and Ravidi just isn't one of them. It's one of these softer, sweeter nakshatras. Also has this association to like animals and hurting animals, treating animals, being kind to them. So it's also a great time to like check in with with family members and honor them. So it's just a, a sweet nakshatra. Don't do anything crazy on the new moon. It's definitely a good time to lay low and to nourish yourself as I mentioned, nourish other people. So that is what I have for the podcast. I hope that it was helpful. If you would like to know how this new moon may affect you personally, you can sign up for Patreon. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast where I offer different classes, tarot readings, weekly horoscopes, recorded classes, depending on the tier that you're signed up for. Would love to see you on Patreon. We also have a monthly social where we get together and hang out. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's astrologynow underscore podcast. And again, my website is innerknowing.yoga. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.